Hey, Story Family. Welcome to the Story at Home. This is your host, Giovanna Huffman. For the next eight weeks, we're asking members of the Story community to tell us their favorite Bible story and how that story inspired them to follow Jesus. Let's get started with today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome to The Story at Home. My name is Rolando Alviar, and today I'll be retelling the story of Jesus and Zacchaeus. Throughout the Bible, Jesus showed great compassion and mercy towards people who were rejected and hated by society. And this story serves as an example of just that. We'll be reading out of Luke chapter 19 verses 1 through 10, and I'll be using the NIV translation. Let's dive right in, starting on verse 1. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. We'll pause right here. The first thing that the scripture says about Zacchaeus is that he's a tax collector. And right off the bat, we already know that he's not too well liked. At that time, Romans used heavy taxes to fund their empire. Jewish people did not take too kindly to paying these taxes. Anyone who can relate, please raise your hand. You can't see me, but I'm raising both hands and feet right now. (laughs) But... Apart from the simple act of paying taxes, the Jews did not like the fact that these taxes that they were forced to pay were helping support a secular government and its pagan gods. Paying these taxes contradicted their morals and beliefs, but it was a law and they had to do it. Now, this is why tax collectors weren't very popular, but that's not all. Tax collectors were also known to take a little more than necessary to make themselves rich as well. And more times than not, the tax collectors were fellow Jews. Ouch. It's one thing to get cheated, but to get cheated by one of your own, that cuts a little deeper. Zacchaeus was a short Jewish tax collector who made himself very wealthy by scamming his fellow Jews. This is the man described here. Verse 3 says that he could not see Jesus over the crowd, which lets me know that he was on the outside trying to look in, and he was probably shoved out by the very people he had been stealing from. So Zacchaeus climbed a tree to get a good look at Jesus, and this is where we continue on verse 5. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. Despite all that Zacchaeus had done, Jesus singles him out and doesn't just ask, may I come over, but instead says he must stay at Zacchaeus' house. Jesus not only longed for communion with Zacchaeus, but he had to have it. I love that. Back then, Dining at someone's house was significant. People did not just pop in and out of your house, and there weren't many dinner parties like we're used to nowadays. Table fellowship at that time had a much deeper significance. 
It was intimate. And for a divine and sovereign figure like Jesus to want this type of communion with someone like Zacchaeus is powerful. Let's see how the crowd responded to this in verse 7. All the people saw this and began to mutter, He has gone to be the guest of a sinner. No surprise there. Verse 8 continues by saying, But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Now, did Jesus tell him to do that? No. What caused Zacchaeus to rectify the situation and give back to the poor and pay back the people he had wronged four times over? Simply being in the presence of Jesus. I just got chills saying that. The presence of God has the power to change us. Jesus responds to Zacchaeus in verse 9 by saying, Today salvation has come to this house because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. Jesus came to save everyone. No one has priority with Christ. We are all at some point in our lives lost and in need of a glimpse of Jesus to mend our brokenness. Zacchaeus may have wronged others and he may have lived a life of sin, but that did not disqualify him. Jesus pursued him because he knew him. He knew Zacchaeus' past and what the world thought of him. God knows what you've done. God knows what you're going through. And instead of hopelessness, do you know what God wants you to see? He wants you to see him with arms stretched out and a huge smile on his face. He wants you to see that he still loves you. Instead of shame, do you know what he wants you to feel? He wants you to feel that you are worthy of forgiveness and he wants more than anything to spend time with you. Come to the Father. Seek him out just as Zacchaeus did. I promise you that he won't reject you or avoid you like others have. Let his presence transform you and in turn, let others see him through you. We see this transformation in Zacchaeus when he was compelled to go a little further after admitting to his wrongdoings. He proceeds to act in generosity. Something happened to him internally when he witnessed the kindness that Jesus showed him. He was completely overcome with compassion and wanted to not just ask for forgiveness, but to do something to rectify the situation. What's something in your life that you need to ask for forgiveness for? Not just from God, but from someone you know. Is there someone who you need to tell, hey, I know I messed up and I'm willing to do this to make it right. Now, it's important to note Verse 9 says, Today salvation has come to this house because this man too is a son of Abraham. Salvation did not come to Zacchaeus because of his good deeds, but because he was a son of Abraham, meaning he was a believer. We do not achieve salvation through good works, but by grace through faith in Jesus. And although we are not saved through our works, as Christians with Jesus in our hearts, 
we should feel compelled to act in grace and love, especially when we've wronged someone. I'm also challenged by verse 10 that says, For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. I think sometimes we see brokenness in others and we don't want anything to do with it. It's too messy. To intervene, it would require us to get out of our comfort zone and share something that might get rejected. But Jesus calls us to more than comfort. Jesus was all about seeking out the lost and broken, like Zacchaeus. We all come from different backgrounds. A lot of people did not grow up knowing the God we serve and did not have people propelling them into a deeper understanding of the goodness of God. People are so complex and everyone is wired differently, but we do have one thing in common. As Pastor Eric has mentioned countless times, we are all made in the image of God. We all have the same creator and God equally desires a relationship with that one person you know that seems too far gone as he does with you. Let's let people know that we're here for each other, that we have a God that gives us grace when we don't deserve it and forgiveness to be whole again. It may not be easy, especially for all of my introverted friends out there, but there are so many ways to go about showing God's love to someone who needs it. It could be by genuinely asking someone, how are you? It could be by approaching that outcast in your community and letting them know you're for them. It could even be as simple as sharing a smile. Ask the Holy Spirit to guide you and give you the right words to say when it's time to speak to the lost and broken. Well, that does it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the story of Jesus and Zacchaeus as much as I did. As always, if you're ever at the story, I'd love to meet you. If you've never visited, come and join us on Sundays at either our River Oaks or Timber Grove campus. And if you cannot join us in person, we stream all of our services on Facebook, YouTube, and live.thestory.church. Again, thank you for listening. And remember, church isn't a building we go to. It's a family we belong to.